Let us pray. Lord, amid so much confusion and, and signs that lead away from you, this morning, Lord, we seek to hear your truth. We ask, Lord, that you open our hearts to the wonders of your word and the wisdom of your works. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. Sometimes in Scripture, we struggle to find Jesus. We struggle to find the narrative, how Jesus is walking and talking to us. How is God reaching through the time and reaching through the pages of his word to touch our hearts? <clears throat> Ephesians isn't really like that. One of the wonderful things about the letter to the Ephesians is it doesn't mince words about how the heart of God is and how God has indeed reached out to touch us. Now, the letter to the Ephesians is a little bit of a misnomer. I'll, I'll tell you that right off the, the bat. In the early manuscripts, the word Ephesus was not there. So it, it really says, this is a letter to the holy ones of God, the disciples of Jesus Christ. And does that change the letter? In some ways, yes. It's not just to a community, but it's to the greater community. And it's an interesting thing because this particular section of the letter to the Ephesians is one long sentence with subordinate clause after subordinate clause after subordinate clause after subordinate clause. It just runs and runs and runs. Now, in English, we've broken it all down nicely and put it in little paragraphs and sentences, but in the original language, it was a huge long sentence. The author wanted to make sure that we understood God's intention. And wanted to make sure that we understood the expression that God is giving us because it's an expression of thankfulness for God's salvation. And it reads, blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Now, I don't know about you, but when I read that, I want to say, all praise to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Does it reach into your heart? <clears throat> One of the things that we have become in this day and age and, and is just a tad cynical. We have so much information and we have so many places we can go and read things that we've become just a little bit, just a little bit, oh yeah, yeah, I've heard that before. John 3.16, you see it everywhere, don't you? Can everybody recite John 3.16? Even non-Christians can recite John 3.16 because it's in every sporting event everywhere. And they've got it. For God so loved the world. To leave you a little flat? Maybe. But should it? That's the question. Should it? And this is what our author is asking us. Should that leave us a little flat? Blessed be the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
blessed be. Should that leave us just a little bit flat? Now, I can't answer that question for you. I can answer it for me. Because I think if it leaves me a little bit flat, I better look at my calling. Because when God speaks, it's a wonder and it's amazement because I'm always wondering, how is it that God is talking to us? The author wants us, the Jesus people, which is who we are, Jesus people, more Jesus people, and out the door are, you can say it, more Jesus people. Yeah, the author wants us to know that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit have been working in our lives and the lives of our forefathers and in the lives of our children to come after us yesterday, today, and tomorrow. God is always there and God has this long plan for us. And that's where our hope is. It lies in that long plan. So I'm going to invite Dallas up and Dallas is going to read from Ephesians 1, 3 through 11. And we're reading out of the New Living Translation. And somebody asked me, and it was a good question, why is there a two there? The New Living Translation has found more manuscripts and updated and, and refined their, their translations of the manuscripts. So now they have a New Living Translation too. Thank you, Reverend John. Uh, perhaps uh, Paul wrote this to the Ephesians because he had lived in Ephesus for three years, at least according to the source that I looked this up in. And uh, he was now in prison, or he thought that he was in prison when he was writing this. So perhaps he knew that, that the Ephesians, or he knew the Ephesians well enough to know that they would make this plan known to more of the world. That's just my thoughts. <laughs> anyway, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and he gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered the, his kindness on us, along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his mysterious plan regarding Christ, a plan to fulfill his own pleasure. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. Thank you. God makes everything work out according to his plan in his time. 
And interestingly, because we don't understand God's time, his thoughts are so much higher than ours, it, it, it is a little confusing. But Ephesians tells us, in no uncertain terms, that when the time is right, God will bring everything completely together in Jesus. It's an amazing hope we have to have. It really truly is an amazing hope and trust that we have to have in God. Because if we don't have that hope and that trust, how can the words of God be true? And sometimes that's a struggle for us. And God knows who we are, and God wants us to understand, to trust, to hope, to love, and to know that we are loved. The writer of Ephesians has been so blessed to be steeped deeply in this trust and hope. And while he writes in the Spirit, he says this to us, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, you notice that doesn't say a little praise or Sunday praise? What praise does that say? It says all praise. One of the things we find out in this passage is that God has brought the heavenly things and the earthly things together. There's no divide. The everyday we see in the children. Children don't divide between today and tomorrow. If they dance in church today and we had a service tomorrow on Monday and everybody had to leave work or whatever you're doing for, for an hour and come here and bring your children, would they still dance? Yes. Of course they would. It would still be the same. They would still dance. They would still feel that joy. And the author is trying to get through us that all praise goes to God the Father because he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. Did you know in this particular passage that there's seven spiritual blessings? There could be more, you can, you can divide it out even further if you like, but there's definitely seven. There's definitely seven spiritual blessings. We are chosen, that's a blessing, thank you Lord. And we've been predestined to be adopted. As we sit here today, isn't it nice to know that no matter where your road has taken you to the seat you now sit in, that God has always been with you. And God has never given up on you. And we've been given grace. Because I don't know about you, but my road has been a little graceless sometimes. My road has been a little bit rocky. I have needed forgiveness, and I have needed grace, and I have needed the love of God to continue, as we all have at one time or another. And then the joy of the season we just went through, the baby coming to earth, 
We're now moving towards Easter. We're going to head towards Lent soon. And we will be redeemed. God didn't just walk with us. God made sure that we were always going to be with him. And here in these passages, we find out the secret of God's will. Why on earth would God do such a thing? And we've been told we've been made a heritage. Ah, now I know a, a number of people here like tradition and, and like the idea of being long-standing and forever. Did you know you already are? You don't even have to work at it. God has already made you joint heirs of the kingdom. You have a heritage. What's your heritage? What are you leaving to your children? The kingdom of God. Hallelujah, let's do a dance. Yeah. And as God's promise that this will all come to fruition, he has left us with the Spirit. And the Spirit resides in us, guides us, leads us, so that we can fully trust in God's promises. Those are some serious blessings. If you didn't walk in here this morning feeling blessed, I hope you walk out feeling blessed because you are indeed. You are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved you and you. Now that's, that's individual, that's individual and everybody. So look at the person beside you or behind you and know that God loves them. Yeah. I know you're waiting for me to say it, aren't you? <laughs> ah, I know. It doesn't make you want to do that, though. It makes you want to go, I love you. It does. Because when you see people through God's eyes, you see them in a whole different light. They are a perfect creation by God, always loved by God, always chosen by God. They are a child of God, just like you. Wow. No matter how many people are in the family, it's never big enough. There's always room for more. <clears throat> and chose us to be in Christ, to be holy and without fault. Now, this is the tricky part. It gets a little trickier, doesn't it? To be holy and be without fault. How many of us could say we got through this week that way? Sometimes I can't even drive to church Sunday morning that way. I might get a minute here or two, but that is why we have been chosen by a holy God who is always forgiving us for the way that we are because he knows who we are and he knows we need his forgiveness. And when we do, we are redeemed. And here's the reason. He decided in advance to adopt us as his family. Ha! I keep saying we're one large dysfunctional family. <laughs> Hello, brother and sisters. Yeah. I know, you never thought I'd be in the family, did you? 
Yeah, it, it, it's one of those things that the person sitting beside you or in the back or in the front, whoever thought that they would be part of your family? Probably not you, but God already knew. And we just celebrate the reason for that, the birth of a child coming into the world, the day everything changed. The day everything changed, God opened the door for God to walk as a man, understand us, be one of us. And here's the reason, and, and, and this, this just makes me want to fall on my knees, because it gave him great pleasure. Now, anybody who thinks that's selfish, let me ask you something. Have you ever given somebody something just simply because you wanted them to feel good? It hasn't done anything for you, but you knew just by simply giving it to them, they would be blessed. And they would go, thank you. I got a meal delivered to my door at 9.30. Thank you. I wasn't expecting that. I had been sick all day and ear aches and, and, and you know, I'd forgotten to eat. And a meal appeared at my door. Hallelujah, thank you, Lord. You had already filled up, so it wasn't for you. You know, the, the choir had gotten together, they had had dinner, and they said, maybe there's a couple people that haven't eaten. Yeah, just because they knew. That is the feeling that you should have when God says, it pleasures me to do this. That's the feeling. And for us, it makes us go, thank you, Lord. I was so thankful for that, that dinner but not as thankful as I am to God for being redeemed so that I can be with my Lord forever because he's poured his glorious grace out on us, each one of us individually, but us as the church and called us to meet together because we belong to his dear son. And, and at Easter, uh, I haven't been with you at Easter, I'm kind of blubbering, a bit of a blubbering mass at, at Easter. And, and here's the reason. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. Wow. When we stand before a holy God in the name of Jesus Christ, that is why we can do it. Because we have been given the freedom to come before God. We have been given the freedom to enjoy the glory of God shining around us. But it came at a price to God. It came at a very large price to God. And it cost us absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. And when I think about that, I cannot help but praise God and go, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't always understand God. Can anybody here say that they understand God completely? Yeah, my hand's not really up. I'm just showing you that you could raise your hand. It, 
Nobody does. His ways are so much higher. And yet, God chooses to reveal to us so that we understand his mysterious plan regarding Christ. Why did God send his son to the world? Because it made him happy. It was his own pleasure. In Christ, God fulfilled a portion of the plan and everything was changed the day that God came to the world. And you remember, Dallas stood up here and said, this is the plan. This is the plan. At just the right time, just the right time. Could it be today? Could it be today? Yes. Ah, now here's where our cynicism has jumped out again. Jesus has not returned yet. He hasn't returned yet, so he's not coming today. He's not going to join us for dinner. Well, he might join us for dinner. But maybe not today. Right? Maybe not today. Or maybe today. Could it be today? Now you're looking at an empty pulpit. That's my prayer that when Jesus returns, I'm not there. He takes me up. Is that your prayer? At just the right time, he will bring everything together under Jesus Christ. Everything in heaven and everything in earth. There's no more divides. Our life is completely the holy and the earthly, spiritual and temporal. That is our life. Are you excited? Does it bring some excitement out in you? Yeah. Now, should we be greedy? Anybody here think we should be greedy with this? The, 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 the coolest thing I find is because we're united with Christ, we've received an inheritance. Here's the best thing about our inheritance. We get to give it away. And as much as we give it away, it never goes down. Now, unlike our budgets, which, you know, as we drain them out, they come to zero. God's not like that. God gives us infinite amount of grace, infinite amount of glory to share with everybody around. We can share that we are children of God. We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And it never goes away. It tomorrow will be equally as full as it is today. Ah. Anybody ready to do a happy dance with me? Yeah. There's actually a couple hands there. Yeah, yeah, I know. It makes you excited, doesn't it? When God sent us out into the world to share his message of love, it was because he knew us in advance. He chose us in advance, and he makes everything work according to his plan. When we leave here, we should be jumping for joy and sharing the message and hope that we have and the trust we have in God with absolutely everyone. How can we not? Some say the church has lost its mission. I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that for a minute. Some say the church is dying. I don't believe that for a minute either. But what I do believe is the church as we know it today is changing. 
and has always been changing. Since the earliest days that the church began, things have always changed because people are not the same now as they were then. They drive cars now, they don't ride camels, they don't wear robes. Well, sometimes I wear a robe, but they don't walk around in robes. We don't cook over open fires, we have stoves. We don't live in tents, we have houses. Things have changed. And over the last 20 years, 30 years, the internet has revolutionized the world. What was meant as just a information sharing between universities has become an information sharing for the world. And we can find everything. And I, I was sharing this with some people the other day. Do you realize that people will visit your church, this church, four, five, six times on the internet before they even come in that door? Many people are like that. They want to see what you're like. Now, for some of us, we go, why would they do that? Why don't they just come and meet the people? That's true. That's a good question. But here's the thing I encourage you. When they do come through the door, remember this. We have received inheritance from God. What are we going to do with it? Nobody knows? Yes. Share it. Share it. Give it away. Ah. What are we going to do? Share it. You guys can say it. I know it's not really Presbyterian, but this is a new year. <laughs> we are going to... Share it. Share it. Give it away. We're going to give it away. Hallelujah. I got something for you. Give it away. That's what we're going to do with it, because that's what God has called us to do. Give what he's given us away in any way we can. In, on, in, in, in uh, just a few weeks, we've got uh, what we call praise and pizza coming up. And um, it's going to be fun if you're watching the, the announcements as you came in. It's going to be an evening of inviting everybody into the hall to enjoy singing, and eating. Now, the eating part is very Presbyterian, right? <laughs> yeah. So, but how many people would enjoy some pizza? Yeah, I like pizza. I like pizza. Now we have to get gluten-free and we have to get MSG-free and we have to get a few things because in, in the day we live in, we have, a, we have a few allergies in life. Okay, but that's, our, that's fine. Who should we invite? Everyone, yeah, absolutely everyone. And, and, and I put out an email to, to ask for ideas, and I've been getting these great ideas from people about where we should be putting posters, who we should be sharing this with, and it's everyone, inviting them in. Not everybody can make church Sunday morning. Some people have hockey games, some people have sports, some people have been on call 24-7, all week long. Sunday morning comes, and even though we meet at 11, can they get out of bed? Danny, do you find it sometimes hard to get up on Sunday morning? Yeah, <laughs> I do. I do, mainly because, mainly because, well, I prepare everything, put the finishing touches on things Saturday night. I usually am not in bed before two or three. 
And, uh, and even so, sometimes things still happen. That's part of, part of what we do. But this is why we're here. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you that uh, we can come before you. We thank you for every day that you give us, Lord. We thank you for the time. Lord, we know that uh, this morning there are people who aren't with us because they're traveling, because they're visiting family. Perhaps, Lord, they are, they are not well of mind or spirit or body. We know that there are people caring for their loved ones. And we know that there are people who are challenged at the moment, Lord, of what to do with their loved ones. Lord, we hold all of these people up to you. We hold them before you. And Lord, we ask that they know that they're loved and cared for. And Lord, if that, uh, that person is ourselves, Lord, we, we just place ourselves before you because we are called to be a praying people not only for prayers for others, but prayers for ourselves. Because Lord, we know that you do offer us healing and hope. You have given so many blessings to us, Lord, in so many ways. And Lord, we thank you for that. This morning, Lord, as we enter this new year, we think about not only the people in this congregation, but we think about the people in our community. We think about the people in this city, in this province, in this country, in this world, Lord, who long to hear words of grace, who long to hear words of healing, who long to feel love, and long to feel loved. Lord, may we be the people that share those words for you. May your light go forth. May your light offer healing and hope to everyone. In Christ's name, amen.